Welcome to Love Notes from a Soul Coach, the podcast where we don't shy away from the difficult topics. We dive deep and explore what it means to genuinely, authentically heal. I'm your host, Mary, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's show. Hey, everybody. We've been drowning in tomatoes over here. We belong to the CSA program at the local farm. And with all the rain in New York this summer, along with a fair share of glorious sunny days, the tomato plants are very happy and have come in in droves. So each week we bring a heavy bag of them home. And I feel tremendous inner pressure not to waste a single one. I've started making tomato sauce that we will freeze and enjoy in the winter when these warm end of summer days are long gone. In my sauce making process last week, I turned on the Vitamix without having the lid completely on. I know you know where this is going. And within a split second of realizing my error, the whole corner of the kitchen where I was working looked like a murder scene. So that was fun. I had to take absolutely everything off the counters and deep clean the mess out of every last nook and cranny because it was really, really bad. And as I was deep cleaning, I flashed back to when the kitchen was first being installed and everything was new and fresh. There was no clutter on the countertops no pictures tacked to the fridge door, no dust along the windowsills. My kitchen was the last stage of renovations I took on when the kids and I moved to this house six years ago after my divorce was finalized. My divorce and the closing on my house both happened in quick succession. It was like everything all at once. And I was overwhelmed but I was also overjoyed because we'd been living in a really difficult circumstance, like in a suspended reality, Um, you know, like in temporary housing. And at one point we lived in a hotel with a lot of unknowns and moving to the house felt like we could finally begin the next chapter But before all of the electrical sockets were finished being wired and before the sheetrock was painted over, the kids and I wrote our wishes for ourselves on the walls of the kitchen. We started writing full sentences, like formal affirmations, and then we just ended up writing words like joy, protection, peace in this house, love. And I was remembering all of this as I scrubbed the tomato explosion off the walls and the countertops. There's so much love in this house, not just because of the wishes and the words we wrote on the bare sheetrock when these rooms were still under construction, those words and wishes which have seeped into the foundation of the walls by now, but it's also because of the intention in our hearts as the inhabitants of this space, to write those things in the first place. The intentions that we carry, the desires that we hold within ourselves for a certain kind of life, a certain kind of standard for ourselves, these shape our path. Healing is about willingness, and it's also about determination. It's about the willingness 
to outlive the painful circumstances of our childhoods or the traumatic events that may have taken place in our lives, the willingness to open our hearts and minds to new ways, even when those ways feel radically different than what we're used to or radically different from what our conditioning tells us we're allowed to have. But healing is also about determination, the determination not to allow the negativity, the heartbreak, the pain in our experience to define us, the determination to stay with the process even when we feel lost in the process. You know, Mother Teresa talked about the times when she couldn't feel God. This really moved me the first time I heard it because it goes against this exalted, saintly impression so many of us have of Mother Teresa. But yes, even Mother Teresa experienced times when she felt separate from God, when she couldn't feel that holy, higher presence in her life. And during those times, it was her faith that guided her, not the spark of inspiration. I think all of us can relate to some version of this when we've lost the connection, when we've lost clarity around our purpose, when that nagging nihilistic sense of why am I even doing this comes in. My meditation teacher used to say before we would sit, you could be home watching TV, but you're here. And that's something to be proud of. And I was proud, but I also had days where I was like, right. And why am I not home watching TV? Like, why have I opted for this hard road? I forget. This is not actually weird or random. All of us go through it. I mean, I walk into rooms on a regular basis and totally forget what I came in the room for. So is it really that hard to believe that in the midst of life, we forget why the heck we signed up for some of what we've signed up for? If we didn't have these moments, we wouldn't be thrust into the exercise of consciously re-establishing our values for ourselves. And that's actually a really important exercise that we're meant to engage in throughout our lives. The love we carry in our hearts for the path that we're on, for the people we're close to, for the goals we feel called to actualize in this life, that love can grow stale if it isn't examined from time to time. When we're in a place of disconnection from our purpose, when the newness is gone, when we feel lost from the heartbeat, the mission of our lives, that's when determination is especially important. Because when we feel determined, what we're feeling more specifically is, my love is greater than my fear. My passion is greater than the demons of meaninglessness and depression. My commitment to living a beautiful life is alive in me. And it will see me through during those times when I'm feeling tired or lost or separate from my own magic. Faith is a really big part of determination. The faith to hold on, to not give up, to call on our higher selves. Faith is the step forward we take even when we're not sure of the why, the where, or the how. In Buddhism, the opposite of faith isn't doubt. It's despair. We're actually encouraged to doubt because through doubt, we begin to test our own beliefs in order to figure out what's deeply true for us. But despair is a scarier 
can of worms. When we're in doubt, we can still be curious. Our hearts and minds can hold doubt and wonder at the same time. But when we're in despair, this is not always the case. It's more common for us to experience feeling shut down and hopeless when we're in despair. It's a contracted state. Not much can get in. But the beauty of faith is that it doesn't require us to feel a certain way. It can find us where we're at and work with us in whatever state we're in, as long as there's a sliver of willingness. Like one dry twig, then faith can get the fire going again. If the opposite of faith is despair, then the opposite of despair is faith. So how do we get ourselves out of the quicksand of despair when we're feeling super stuck on that dark frequency? We call in faith. We think of Mother Teresa struggling to feel her connection to God, and we know we're not alone. We know that our feelings of disconnection don't make us bad at healing or spiritually unfit. Quite the opposite. They make us human, and we can release the need to judge the hard time we're having. We can call in faith. We can ask to be shown the way forward, even though we can't necessarily see it for ourselves at the moment. Show me is probably one of my very favorite prayers. There's so much humility and surrender in it. There's also a sense of collaboration, which I love, where we allow life to take the lead as our dance partner. It's like we're saying, I don't know this song. I don't have the moves down yet. So can you lead and I'll follow? Show me. Try this one out the next time you find yourself in the quicksand or feeling lost. Please show me. Let that be your mantra. I think you'll find that life loves responding to this. Just like any of us do when someone comes up and says, I don't know how this works, but I heard you do. So could you show me? Show me the ropes. Show me the wisdom of your ways. The thing is, life is constantly trying to show us, constantly talking to us, pointing things out to us. The real work is for us to untether ourselves from our own habitualness, from our distractions, and to open our senses to receive what is being offered. When we do, our paths shift out of mundane into pure magic. Thanks for spending the time with me today. And if you heard something that resonated, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast so it can find its way to other ears out there. To learn more about my work and my latest offerings, visit me at marywelch.com or on Instagram at Mary Welch Official. Till next time, friends. <laughs>